All right, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me today is Christian counselor Scott Lonsdale. Scott, uh, welcome to our podcast. Great to be here. So, Scott, tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you do. You're, you're a Christian counselor. What does that mean? Yeah, good question, because I think there's a lot of things that a Christian counselor is not. A Christian counselor is not, in my mind, uh, somebody who just does regular therapy, you know, like a Christian dentist, you know, just, you know, uh, but when Jesus is front and center, every counseling session, that's got to be it. I acknowledge his presence, the, the client does, and then Jesus does his stuff as we just get out of the way and let him move during the session and acknowledging his presence uh, and uh, seeing some cool stuff happen during that counseling hour. And I've spent the last 20 years trying to make that hour the most fruitful and that's where abide in Christ, abiding in Christ comes in. Well, I think when Christians hear the term counselor or psychology or anything like that, you know, red flags start popping up and we get a little nervous. But I, I think, you know, you and I have sat down in some sessions and you said you're just trying to let Jesus do his stuff. Actually, I, I really think that's that's exactly what you do. Yes. Um, so what do you say to the person who, you know, they're, they're struggling? And maybe they want to see a counselor, but the, you know, there's, there's just something in their mind. that's just like, I'm a Christian. I, I, I shouldn't need this. Right. And so um, isn't the Bible good enough? Why, why, why do I need a, a counselor? Well, I think I do. In a way, I agree. I mean, why am I, why do, why does my profession exist for Christians anyway? And I'll tell you why in, in my uh, uh, experience is Christians are not experiencing love, joy, and peace as the norm. And a big thing, big transition has happened the last 40 or 50 years, you know, and, and uh, you know, discipleship and all that. So I don't use all that technical religious terms. I just go, whoa, depression. You're not experiencing the fruit of the spirit of joy, whether you're a pastor uh, even of a mega church, I see, you know, and, or, or just, you know, the guy who sits in the back row, uh, every Christian who's born again has access to, uh, Jesus by abiding until, until that's proven by the love, joy, and peace. Now, d- depression is not a sin. Anxiety is not a sin. Even anger is not a sin provided, you know, be angry, don't sin. But when those things, when we're not experiencing love, joy, and peace in the norm, that's very humbling. Yeah. for all of us. And then, I mean, I kind of wish my profession didn't exist. I'd rather be a musician, <laughs> but God called me to this because he's, he made very clear to me that, you know, in these days, um, pastors, etc., their focus is, has to be on other things while I focus one-on-one until that uh, client is abiding in Christ and can fire me as a therapist and then spread this abide and abound message. Abide in me, abound in fruit message to others. You said you're a music enthusiast, and I think that's putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. No, you're not in your studio right now, but and I, I know you're also in a transition. You're, you're moving out to Colorado, um, but you've got guitars galore. And, you know, you're also, I, I appreciate this, and this is why you're on the podcast. You're also a banjo player. So you also have that extra <laughs> added sanctification. Absolutely. And uh, God knows, God knows that, you know, and, and so many pre- people can, t- maybe you can have a story that you prefer to do something else, but God has called you into ministry. And I, I get great satisfaction from 
my counseling. But everybody knows I'd rather be playing guitar <laughs> and 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 banjo and and you know playing my harp, playing a harp on a cloud, you know. But that's not what life is about. It's right. you've got to meet people where they're at, and God's life flowing through you into other people. There's nothing to match that. Not even the highest, my highest peak as a musician has matched. Uh, you know, uh, watching lives change in front of me, you know, so. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little more uh, because that's what, that's what the, the theme of our podcast is today, abiding in Christ. Um, and so I, that's something that you, you've taught me about. And, and I know it's something you have a passion for, which is, which is why you're here. So I want to read here a passage, uh, a passage here, John chapter 15, and starting in verse one, <clears throat> I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may uh, bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you may bear fruit, much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples as the father has loved me. So have I loved you abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. As I'm reading this, you know, I, I think this is the basic Bible podcast. And we talk a lot about theology and you know i'm a theology guy i'm a head knowledge guy and that's kind of where my comfort level is at but this passage takes us beyond that not that theology is unimportant because if you don't have a right theology nothing else none of this other stuff we're going to talk about today matters um but this is talking about a relationship with christ this is abiding with christ is living and dwelling with christ not just in a coffee shop, chatting theology. Um, but this is, I don't want to say another level, but this is where God wants us to be. This is the goal of the Christian life, is to have that abiding relationship. So what do we mean by that? Yeah, good question. Um, here's what I I believe it doesn't mean, you know, is other translations will use the word remain, which is... Um, it, Okay, but abide is, I, I see it exactly as Jesus describes it. We're branches, he's the vine. We cannot live without him, spiritually live, moment by moment. I mean, I'm, I'm right in front of my window here. I look out the branches, the trees in the backyard, they abide. They are uh, by nature submitted to the vine and the life of the vine. No abiding, no life no leaves, no, and then we get back to Psalm 1, you know, blessed is the man who 
takes delight in the law of the Lord. There's your theology and, and, uh, meditates, uh, abides in the word day and night. Jesus is the word. And Jesus says, he who abides in me and my word abounds in much fruit. So think of abiding as a, a, a living, breathing, dynamic, vibrant, organic relationship with God. Theology is great. And, 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 uh, but that's head stuff uh, that, is consistent with what we spiritually experience. You can't abide with your head. You can't abide, you know, uh, without your spirit in submission to, uh, to Jesus moment by moment. And, and the father makes that happen. And then the spirit's life flows through us as proven by this fruit. That's a moment by moment thing. And, and we all uh, uh, learning how to get better at it. Uh, and and that's my life mission is to do this myself and to help others uh, get it get at it no matter where they're at whether they have brain chemistry you know problems whether they work in high stress environments a mother of eight kids you know who's homeschooling how do you abide and so uh, so I learn as I go along I go hmm this is new let's learn how to abide in Jesus while you're running a corporation, while you're uh, teaching in a classroom, while you're experiencing brain chemistry storms in your head, while you're in physical pain, while you're dying of cancer, while you got a brain tumor. I'm just naming off my clients here. And while you're in a very difficult marriage, while your spouse is cheating on you, how do you abide? How do you experience love, joy, and peace? Let's learn together. So why does this make guys like me nervous and a little, little scared? Well, you tell me. <laughs> Why does it make you nervous and scared? You know, it 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 almost doesn't feel right. Like I, you know, you you've been trained um, not to let your emotions guide you, uh, not to let your emotions control you, um, and, and this seems to tap into uh, a little more of uh, you know less head knowledge and more into a practical relationship that. Um, is felt. Yes. Okay. Now I understand. So I, I suppose there's this 20th century training, you know, like uh, emotions, they're not important, the caboose, you know, or something. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't understand all that. I wasn't trained in that. I was born again and then just, you know, <laughs> abided in Jesus. And then I've heard about these things. So, so don't get me wrong here. We are not to be controlled by anchor. We're not to be controlled by anxiety and depression. We're to notice those things in our spirit, as David does in the Psalms. David says, I'm overwhelmed. You know, I'm scared. I'm frightened. I want to flee. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I, life isn't worth living, Psalm 40, 42, uh, uh, or anger. God, get them. You know, I'm, I, I could kill that. I could take that person's head off as king. But I'm not going to do it, but hear my anger towards this guy. That's abiding because we're being gut honest with the emotional experience of life as human beings. And so, so the theology of abiding is totally in, you know, the Bible, in uh, uh, the Psalms. And, uh, and, and so it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it, here's how one client said, you mean I am never you mean I'm not allowed to ignore Jesus presence nor am I allowed to ignore my emotional experience 
nor am I allowed to ignore my thoughts or the traumas in my childhood, you know, because Jesus has wants to speak life in all those things. So, so that's a spiritual experience. And many Christians, I, they're just not walking in the spirit, in the spirit. I'm not a charismatic guy, but I, uh, so, I mean, I, I don't, again, I'm not a theology guy. I don't say, well, I'm, Calvinist, uh, uh, charismatic. I, I'm just a Jesus guy, but I. But the 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 abiding in Christ is proven by being filled with the Spirit. And yeah. I, I don't. I don't mean that by the way certain people talk about being filled with the Spirit. I say, where's the fruit? I've ministered to charismatic pastors, you know, and they want to know if I speak in tongues. I go, no, but I play guitar and uh, that's my and and so so uh, uh are you filled with the spirit as proven by the fruit that humbles a lot of people no matter what you know uh, theological background they come from you talked about not ignoring the presence of god because theologically we know that god is omnipresent He's, he is present fully completely in all places at all times period i'm not always consciously thinking of that uh, and I think a lot of Christians struggle with this idea that, you know, we we live our life, normal life. We go to school, you go to work, you have your routines, you know. Um, and then in times of trouble, we go to Jesus. Or uh, if I need help, I go to Jesus. But my normal everyday life is not lived with the conscious awareness of the presence of God. So how do we get to that point to where... Jesus, we're, we're abiding in Jesus in that we're always aware that he's here. He is always a present factor, whether I'm taking a shower, eating breakfast, or singing a worship song. Yeah. So, again, I don't think head knowledge helps too much, you know, because we can acknowledge this and it'd be furniture in our brains. Now, head knowledge might open the door, you know, uh, that, okay, I need to acknowledge that God is here. but it's a spiritual experience to uh to uh to to experience him be still know that i'm god typically my clients within 3 minutes i'll just ask them let's just be still you know and just observe what's going on inside of you observe what's ha- happening in your environment you can probably hear the clocks ticking now Let's go deeper. Now, let's just simply recognize who's doing that observing or what is. And that's your spirit. That's not your head. That's because acknowledging thoughts. I mean, some psychologists might disagree with me, but they're wrong. Uh, is It's your spirit that's observing these things. And then once you're grounded in your spirit that can uh, observe from a distance these thoughts, emotions, feelings, then we recognize is there an observer of you? And then pretty soon my clients might say, well, wow, I feel them right now. I go, that's, that was three minutes and you're in the presence of God. Now let's let him lead this session until you walk out different. And then they start talking about their guilt, their shame, their traumas, their uh, whatever seems to be serving as an obstacle to experiencing God's response, you know, and there is no obstacle, you know, that we have to identify them, but acknowledge them and ask them to respond to guilt, what you did last night or, or, or shame or, or resentment. That's a big one. 
if, if resentful people are not abiding and they're not experiencing Jesus, even if they're great preachers, you know, uh, I've had pastors come into me and they go right in the middle of the sermon. I thought of you, I go me, they go, yeah, I was experiencing resentment towards my, uh, parent during the sermon. And I, here I am, I'm just talking about love and I'm not, I go, I go, well, let's, okay, let's, let's walk out free of resentment towards your parent and identify where they offended you, et cetera. So let's talk also, one of the things that you, that you taught me that really has helped this idea of, of conversational prayer. Yes. Um, again, theology guys, you think of prayer as that's my quiet time alone with Jesus. I do that in the morning before breakfast or whatever your particular pattern is. Um, but this idea of conversational prayer doesn't start with a formal opening and end with an amen. Um, <laughs> but it does help with that whole the, the idea of abiding yes. and, and feeling the presence of God. Yeah, it's sort of like like not ignoring his presence. If you if he's present now and he is, then you and I in our spirits are conversing with him uh sort of in a split screen kind of way here's a little psychology here but uh you know you and i hopefully you know i'm fully engaged with you and i'm not off on a cloud talking to jesus you know but in a way i am because i'm just saying okay lord jesus uh would you guide this interview make me not say something stupid or you know and just uh may your life just flow through this and and uh and and then he answers he goes i got it covered you know i'm i'm giving Kevin, the words to ask. And I go, yeah, wow, this is working. And he started off with John 15. That proves that you heard my prayer, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, so it's a moment by moment. It's exciting life. Just exciting. We're just, you're just, we're just in awe as we open our spiritual eyes to his presence. And so, uh, so conversation simply means not ignoring his presence. I mean, if, if he's there in your studio and he is, that would be the most, you know, disrespect to not even acknowledge him there and converse with them you know like like moses with the you know uh fiery uh bush you know or say if uh oh i don't know i use this example like what if donald trump you know just showed up in your office and you and i are talking <laughs> i don't think he would stand for that too long or any other king or you know person who uh and and jesus is some we, we respect his presence and acknowledge him and and then the conversation starts. It's impossible not to have a conversation with someone who you know is present. Well, I mean, you could kind of ignore him, but that's not conversing, is it? Now, thinking of that this morning, I had to drop my son off at a class he's going to, and it's about twenty minutes away. So we're driving, and you know, I'm lost in my thought, and I realize I've got this kid right next to me. Um, you know, I could probably say something. And so we had a good conversation after that. But then I thought, you know, how many times am I guilty of ignoring God's presence and not realizing that not only is it just like, oh, okay, I, I have to do this because I'm a Christian. I have to, you know, whatever. But that brings me love, joy, peace, and so on. Yes. But I remember that the sovereign God of all creation is, is with me and loves me and, and wants to see. And so I can, I can share those whatever burdens I have or concerns that I have or thoughts that I have and, 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 and not necessarily a subjective emotional way, but letting him direct and guide. And, and then I, I found that to be, if there's anything that you taught me, I think that's, that's the number one thing that's changed in my personal relationship or just that idea of a conversation with that 
doesn't stop. It doesn't end because he doesn't end. He doesn't stop. Yes. And so if if we recognize that we're pretty much driven as human beings by seeking satisfaction moment by moment, uh, it, there's no greater satisfaction that I have found in you or anyone than to converse with Jesus and to experience him. That's why the disciples, you know, dropped what they were doing. And he's, he's magnetic. He's, he, oh man, he's, he's, there's, I mean, I'm, I love my wife and I've loved all the pleasures of life, but there is no greater pleasure than experiencing him. So, so it's sort of this idea of, of being uh, driven by our, uh, towards, to, to experiencing the greatest satisfaction that we can have in this life. And that's in the presence of God. All right, so we're, we're, our time is, is slipping away here. But for the person who's listening to this and they're thinking, this is all new. I mean, I've heard this idea of a Biden. I've read John 15. But I, I don't know this the way that you're talking about it. How do I get started? How do I uh, start seeking God's presence? Okay, well, if you're born again, he's living in you, you know, and not too much to seek because he's right there in your own skin uh, or in your heart. So it's a matter of being still and knowing that I'm God. And that's that's the start. So I, I teach people how to be still. <laughs> and and once you're still and, and just observing the thoughts in your mind, looking observing that plan for the day as merely an option and and then acknowledge it, let's see uh, uh, to be uh, inviting his presence. He knocks at the door, we invite. And then and then for clients say, well, yeah, I still can't feel him. I go, well, you know, that's your flesh. Your spirit can, but just to get you started, go ahead and converse with him as though he's already there and watch what happens. And and then, but give him room to speak. And 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 then tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, and then we'll uh, uh, compare that here's where theology comes in. We compare that with the word of God and would respected Christians agree that that was the word of Jesus. And I would typically, I just say, if it's bearing fruit in your life, yeah, that's, that's him, man. You know? All right. Well, Scott, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I got one last question. This is going to be, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't tell you about this ahead of time. Uh, okay. I, I've got confidence. You can, you can handle this. Uh, we always end each podcast with uh, some recommended resources for those who want to dig a little deeper. Um, okay. I know you, you recommend the book. In fact, I have this because of you. Uh, yes. Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Are there any other uh, resources that you would point to? I, that's, um, that's the best. Uh, and if I can just spend 30 seconds on talking about sure. why. Uh, we needed a real example of this real life. And, and it's a very short book. There's this guy named brother Lawrence, uh, uh, uh who was born again, uh, and went into a monastery. That's what people did back then. And he made a vow to practice God's presence every moment of his life. In other words, to abide. And so whenever he says practice presence, translate synonymous abide. And so, uh, how did he do for the first 10 years? He's like most of us, clumsy, bad at it. By the time he was 80 years old, he he was in the groove. People sought his counsel. He never wrote a book. Uh, everything you're reading in that book is just scraps of paper they found in his monk's cell and also interviews with him 
uh, by uh, those who sought his his uh, counsel of how to practice God's presence. So um, uh, the um, I don't know at a personal level uh, I'm I enjoy the John Piper books uh, Desiring God uh, and the Pleasures of God. There's theology in action consistent with abiding. He doesn't use the word abide much. You know, he just keeps on desire God, desire God. And and that enables us to abide, doesn't it? Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll also we'll, uh, put your website in our show notes. And I know you've got a lot of resources on there as well. And uh, so you're uh, you're heading out to Colorado at some point here. And yes, in uh, 37 days, I'm counting the days. days. I know you're excited about that. Your family's already there, and I know you yes. want to be with them. Yes. And um, But thank you for what you do, your ministry, and for joining us here today. My pleasure, Kevin. I want to thank all of you guys for joining us, and we'll be back next week. So uh, until then, check out our website. You can find all these resources, all the links and everything, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and you can Check out us out on Twitter and Instagram at Basic Bible Cast. So until next week, have a great rest of your week.